everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Monday, January 31st, 2022. And boy, I hope you had a good weekend because we sure did here in our house. We had some fun things happening around the house here. Hey, on Saturday, we have the WWE Royal Rumble, which is my favorite wrestling pay-per-view every year. Love having the Rumble, and the best part now is because they also have the Women's Royal Rumble. You get two Royal Rumbles in one night, as well as just some awesome matches. We had a lot of fun, and I'm glad they're actually doing it on Saturday nights, too, uh, rather than doing it on Sunday like they usually do. Just because, you know, hey, you can stay up late, because, I mean, this one actually went till midnight, so it's not like you had anything really going on the next day, and uh, we had a lot of fun watching that. And then on Sunday, of course, more football. The NFL playoffs this year continue to deliver with just uh, incredible games. And, you know, after last weekend, I think we all thought there's no way, no way that the the games this weekend can live up to um, just the hype and, and the just epicness of those games last weekend, if that's a word, epicness. Um, but, hey, they sure did. These games were just as good coming down to the – I mean, one went to overtime. Um, the other came down to literally the last minute or so. You know, you had a chance for um, – the 49ers come back. It was just awesome, awesome weekend of football. And it's stage is set. Super Bowl, who you got? We got the Rams versus the Bengals. Who you got? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at Mark Turk, M A R K T U R C, or email me, theenthuslife at gmail.com. I want to know who, who you are uh, rooting for here in the Super Bowl. Personally, for me, I mean, I'm rooting for both. I've been rooting for Matthew Stafford, who was traded to the Rams this year, just kind of as that redemption story for having played with the the Lions for so many years and just being doubted for so long. I mean, here he is now heading, leading the Rams into the Super Bowl. But then in the same sense, I also am rooting for the Bengals, like kind of just being the underdog here all along. Joe Burrow, it's his second season as their quarterback and, you know, two seasons ago, the Bengals only won two games that season. And here we are now. They're headed to the biggest stage. So I don't know. I mean, on paper, I think the Rams are the better team, you know, if you had to pick it. But, I mean, you can't discount what the Bengals have done up to this point. So let me know who you got. I want to know who you got in the Super Bowl. I would, I would love to hear uh, who you are picking to win. But, hey, we got a couple cool things here to talk about on the podcast today. Speaking of, you know, football. During the halftime of the AFC Championship game between the Chiefs and the Bengals yesterday, they debuted on TV the first full live-action trailer for the Halo TV series. And they actually released it a little bit early online, and, and I just follow and have my notifications on for Halo, and they retweeted it kind of towards the end of the second quarter. Um, so I had seen it before they showed it on TV. But my goodness, my friends, this looks awesome. So let's set the stage. It's coming March 24th, 2022. Of course, it's coming to Paramount Plus. It was originally going to be on Showtime, I believe, and then now they've, they've kind of kicked it over uh, to Paramount, Paramount Plus. So you will need to be a subscriber uh, to get it on there. I think, actually, a friend of mine who lives over in the UK said it will be on Sky, I think, uh, in the UK. So that'll be a way for folks to watch it over there. Um, but the interesting thing about this, and we knew this going into the trailers, that it's actually like a separate timeline. They uh, put out a post uh, last week just kind of mentioning that. And I think that was probably just because they wanted to set expectations for what the trailer was going to show. Um, because even though we see a lot of familiar things in the trailer, um, there's actually a lot of questions. And, and you know, if you were thinking this was going to be just a one-to-one -one adaptation of the video games, 
I, I could see where someone would be disappointed, right? But that's not what they're doing. And, and they, they set that expectation um, early on that that was the case. So, you know, Master Chief looks great. Um, obviously, we've seen what he looks like in some other teasers and that. Um, the elites now, seeing the elites with the energy swords just cutting down, um, you know, other um, Marines, you know, uh, it, US, UNSC um just Marines, I guess, if you want to say. They look awesome. The CG looks great on them. Um, seeing Chief pull out a battle rifle, like, I want that battle rifle in my life. Just a, a prop of that. It looks so cool. It looks like they just nailed so much of the aesthetic, the setting, the look and feel of it. Um, if I had to nitpick anything, I mean, it would be, number one, and <laughs> this is kind of funny, um, when Master Chief, you see him walking at one point, it's got a little swagger to him, and Chief def definitely doesn't walk with swagger. Um, it is going to take some getting used to, I think, to his voice, um, because, of course, it's not going to be um, voiced by Steve Downs. It's, it's uh, actually going to be voiced uh, by the actor, what's his name, um, Pablo Schreiber. He was in uh, American Gods. Um, he's going to be in it. Jen Taylor is, of course, reprising her role as Cortana. Um, however, the Cortana here did look a bit odd, you know, and, and that's kind of been the big, big takeaway, I think, for a lot of folks online complaining about this. Um, and she does definitely look a little bit different. You know, she doesn't have kind of the, the blue scan lines and all that. It just kind of looks like this kind of weird CG Jen Taylor, but we'll see, you know, and, and I'm sure they're going to maybe listen to some of that feedback and, you know, maybe change up her look a little bit. I, I don't know how hard that would be to do that before this, but, or maybe they just say, screw it, you know, because that's the interesting thing here is, yes, people like me, big Halo fans, we're coming to this. I have a feeling they're going to get a lot of new people um, watching. It's either people who just stumble upon it or people who, you know, which, I mean, I don't know how you don't know what the Halo series is or have never heard of it. Um, but I think there'll be a lot of people who just stumble upon it that are Paramount Plus subscribers and say, oh, let me check this show out. Um, especially if it starts gaining some buzz and people, you know, just kind of want to, that curiosity, just want to check in with it. Or, you know, I think you're going to get a lot of people who maybe don't play video games. Like I, perfect example, I think of is my brother-in-law. And I actually had somebody message me on Twitter, uh, one of my sons, his friend's father, who doesn't play games, and just messaged me and was like, man, that show looks great. Like, wish I had played the games. And I'm like, no, man, like, you don't have to. Like, that's kind of the point of the show, I think. I mean, well, it's not the main point why they're making it, but you know what I mean? Like, that's one of the reasons they're making this show is to pull more people into this universe. I mean, there may, may be people who don't play games, never played any of the Halo games, will watch this, and maybe they're not going to play the games, but maybe they'll start buying some of the books because they're interested just kind of in the universe of Halo, right? So there is a lot um, I think they can do. it. And one of the cool things was if you kept watching the games yesterday, and you may have seen it, I'm sure they're going to start running this ad uh, all over the place now, but there was an ad for Paramount Plus, and it has a bunch of the different actors and, and characters from the other Paramount Plus shows. So Cartman from South Park. You had uh, Dangle from Reno 911. Um uh, Beavis and Butthead, all these other just characters that are on Paramount Plus humming the Halo theme. And then somebody says like, what is that? And I said, oh, that's a theme from Halo. And you see like Master Chief just kind of turn his head and just like shake his head. So they know what that show is going to do. There's going to be a lot of people subbing to Paramount Plus and maybe you're not going to be subbing. Maybe you're going to be doing a free trial or, you know, God forbid, use somebody's password, which, you know, we know people do that. Um, there's going to be a lot of eyes on that service uh, come March 24th when that series drops. Now, as far as I know, I don't think Paramount Plus dumps the shows all at once. I don't know if they do kind of the the new model like Prime does or a lot of shows do where they dump like a couple episodes and then go weekly or if they just go straight weekly. I don't know. I don't sub to Paramount Plus, although I'm going to now, of course, with this. Um, 
But I'm excited. As a Halo fan, this just looks awesome. It really seems like they're really nailing a lot of what I would want in a Halo series. So March 24th can't come soon enough. Now, one other show that I did watch this weekend, the first three episodes of this, because um, Prime, they did dump these over on Amazon Prime, um, and new episodes are going to come out every Friday, is the Amazon original show, the animated show, The Legend of Vox Machina. Now, if you're not familiar with this, you may have heard that name before, or even if you didn't, you probably have seen or heard the name Critical Role. Um, well, of course, if you play D&D, you've heard a, a Critical Role, but um, you probably have seen that podcast or YouTube videos or just heard people talking about Critical Role. Um, it is the highly, highly popular um, D&D web show. It's a podcast. It's on YouTube. It's, it's all over the place. Uh, launched in 2015. Um, they, these guys have been at it for a long, long time to the point where, look, they now have a show based on the party that is on that show, which is super, super cool that they did that. Now, kind of reading up on it, because I will admit, I, I don't listen to Critical Role. Um, I mean, you guys, if you listen to the show, I've kind of come to um, D&D really kind of again for the, in the last like year and a half or so. And um, for me, I actually listen to a show called The Dungeon Run, which features Jeff Kanata, who is a, a video game podcaster I've followed for years. I mean, for over 10 or 11 years through every show that he's been on. Um, so it was just the first show that I jumped into, even though I know Critical Role is so highly regarded and, and all that. I just... D&D shows are long episodes. You know, the Dungeon Run an episode is going to be three, sometimes four hours long. So it takes you a while to kind of get through that. And um, so I haven't listened to Critical Role. But, um, you know, it's so popular and, and just so well-received that they made this show, The Legend of Vox Machina, about it. And it, it, I've watched the first three episodes. Um, the first two are kind of like its own little mini-adventure. Um, you get to meet the cast. You kind of just see the, the interactions they have. Um, and reading up on it, those first two are an all-new kind of story about the Vox Machina team. And uh, it takes place, it says, actually, them at a D&D level seven, kind of on their first, quote-unquote, grown-up mission. And then after that, the third episode is where it starts getting into um, what was one of the story arcs in the show, in this, this Briarwood arc. So I can't imagine, number one, just being an actor on the show and seeing your story come to life, but also, like... Um, just having listened to the show and be like, man, all those things in your head that you imagine, you get to see it now come to life in this animated show. And the other interesting thing is the, the DM for the show and the, the guy who pretty much created it, Matthew Mercer, um, he gets to do something that no DM has ever been able to do. He gets to kind of go back and make his story play out the way he wanted it to play out. You know, every DM comes up with your story, you come up with your set pieces and, and your moments and things. And of course, I mean, the fun of it is your players, they help create that story, right? And it goes in directions you probably never expected and you're, you know, improvising on the fly and, and just doing what you got to do. In this case, you know, Mercer now gets to say, okay, well, this is how our story went, but we're going to make sure things are just fine-tuned and go the way we want them to go. And I think that's kind of cool, right? That's kind of a neat uh, neat thing. Pretty much, I was talking to somebody almost like, and I mean, it even goes to the Halo series as well. It's almost like the MCU where it's like, here's this story, here's these characters, here's this setting. And it's going to have a lot of the themes and a lot of the, the same things we've seen in other places. So for like, you know, the MCU, it's like we have the Marvel Comics canon, but they do things differently in the MCU. For Halo, we have the video games, we have the books. We're going to do things a little bit different in the show. Here with Vox Machina, here is all the characters, the things you know and love, but we're going to do them a little bit different. And so I think that's pretty neat. You know, as a creator for Matthew Mercer, this has just got to be great. And I got to say, for somebody who's never listened to Critical Role, but watching the show, 
Um, and now, you know, really enjoying D&D and that. Like, it, it just, it's fantastic. Um, it is, I think it says TV 16 and up. I mean, it definitely rated our adult. This is an adult show. I mean, there's a little bit of nudity. There's a lot of language. There's a lot of blood. But it's exactly what an adult D&D campaign would be like, right? I mean, we're, we're adults, you know, this is it. That's the coolest thing about it is it really kind of taps into that. Um, and you can't help but just cheer for these guys. Um, they have such a great band of, of characters. Um, you know, uh, the names, I mean, uh, the names kind of escape me uh, having watched it. I'm sure the more I watch it here, I'm, I'm really going to kind of get into it. And I'm sure, you know, if I start listening to the podcast, you'll, they'll be named, but you know, the little gnomish bard, he is great. He's funny as hell. I mean, he's kind of the crudest of the group. Um, but you can tell, you know, he's just all into, into women and, and, you know, singing his songs and they're just awesome. Um, the, uh, orc, that's in here. He is just the barbarian. He is just fantastic. Um, and you know, the cool thing is all the people in this, uh, and of course in, you know, critical role, we're all voice actors. So it's high quality in that sense. I mean, the animation, it's kind of par for the course for what you've seen on like the Netflix Netflix shows lately. Um, you know, from, from masters of the universe to, I mean, even back to Voltron, it's not, you know, super, super high quality, but it gets the job done. And I think that's just kind of where we are with the animation nowadays. And really, it's just for the budget, right? So they can pump out more episodes, which I'm fine with because you're, you're getting that story told. But um, I highly recommend it. Go check it out. I mean, either if you've played D&D before or even if you don't, but you're just into kind of fantasy, um, this is awesome. The Legend of Vox Machina, it's over on Amazon Prime. Well worth a watch. And uh, I'll be there every Friday to check them out. The episodes are short. They're anywhere from, you know, 24 to 30 minutes long. And, of course, got credits kind of thrown in there. So it's just classic uh, animated show. But I'm really, really enjoying uh, it so far. It's just fun. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's like, oh, my God, this show is so epic. Like, you need to watch it. Um, it's just fun. You're there kind of with this this merry band of heroes. But I will say does take a pretty dark and serious turn at the end of the third episode and uh, really leaves you on a cliffhanger as to what's going to happen next. So um, go check it out. Again, Amazon Prime, The Legend of Vox Machina. Well, guys, that's going to do it for me here today. Uh, remember, we are, um, or I'm going to start doing the episodes. Still, I'm just going to continue on this path right now for three episodes a week, our Monday, our Friday, and then Wednesday kind of being that spoiler show of uh, MCU or Star Wars or whatever it is kind of in there. Um, fits well because then I'm not really scrambling for stories or anything like that on that Tuesday, Thursday. I mean, that always kind of seemed to be the case, you know, where this way we have Saturday and Sunday, have the show on Monday, kind of what happened on the weekend, story-wise, shows, movies, whatever. Then we have the um, spoiler cast on Wednesday, and then the Friday show is what happened in between the Monday show. You know, I think for right now, that's just going to kind of be the best way to do it. Uh, I'm actually heading back to work. It was supposed to be tomorrow. It's going to be Wednesday now. Uh, unfortunately, my doctor uh, and his family, I'm – all I know is that they were sick. I'm assuming we all kind of know what that means. My appointment had to be delayed a week to go back to get my release to go back to work. So I'm not complaining getting that extra day off. Uh, but I will say I'm ready to go back. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, like, it's great. It's been great being home. But, like, man, like, you get bored quick. And um, I do miss, you know, my coworkers and my, my patients and that. Um, I'm really, I am actually really excited uh, to get back to work, even though I'm sure an hour into day one, I'm going to be ready to go home already because um, just how, how crazy my story is, how busy we are. Um, and just the, uh, you know, the constant, constant stress at work that just never seems to end being a pharmacist. I mean, if you're a pharmacist or ever worked in a pharmacy, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, 
we'll get back to it, man. I'm, I'm ready to do it. So uh, until Wednesday, everybody, have a great rest of your day. We have episode six or chapter six of the Book of Boba Fett coming up. Very interested to see what that's going to be. Although the rumor is Dave Filoni is directing this episode. Dave Filoni, of course, you know, famously the, the one who was kind of the head leading the path for the Clone Wars and has kind of taken Star Wars to the next level here since, uh, you know, George has moved on. In the last season of The Mandalorian, the one episode Filoni directed, Ahsoka appeared in it. So there's been a lot of rumors that she may be appearing in this episode, which would maybe make some sense with uh, how the last one ended and uh, where somebody might be going after that. So we shall see. So until Wednesday, everybody, have a great rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time.